Welcome to Making the Magic, a podcast chatting about all things Disney, Universal and beyond. I'm Amanda. And I'm Martin. Uh, This week we're going to be talking about Disney's shock announcement of the removal of Extra Magic Hours and the Magical Express. Yeah, I think it took us all a bit by surprise yesterday when we heard the um, announcement, didn't we? Yeah, it was quite a shock. We're used to seeing things being taken away because of COVID, but not this far in advance. It's going to be stopping January 2022, which for most people is kind of the the time that things should be back to normal, not when things should be, services should be removed. Yeah. So if people aren't familiar with the Disney's Magical Express service, this is coach transport from Orlando International Airport to your Disney hotel. And it is, it's complimentary. It's included with your reservation. If you're traveling from within the States, then they also will take your luggage separately. If you're traveling from the UK, then you do take your luggage on the motor coach with you. But yeah, it's a free transfer service to Disney. Yeah, I mean, the idea is to keep people within that Disney bubble. So as soon as you land, after you've picked up your luggage, gone through passport control, you've gone straight to the Magical Express, uh, get put onto the next coach, go into your resort. And then you're in the bubble. You've got your video on board. You're with that sort of Disney magic and your holiday can really start. I know. I mean, we always use Magical Express when we go to Disney. And even though it probably takes a little bit longer than getting an Uber or taxi or private transfer. But you're right. It is that thing about being in the bubble. And it's just so easy. And it's just it's just part of the holiday that, oh, we're getting on the Magical Express. And we're watching the little video with Gus, the bus driver. We're doing the little Disney quiz. And uh, yeah, it's all part of it. Yeah, it does sort of take away from the magic a little bit. It, it is one of those perks that people do want to stay on site because of these extra perks, such as having the complimentary transport turned from the airport. So why do we think that they've They've done it then. Why have they? I mean, Disney don't just take things away unless there's a, a, a reason for doing it. No, very true. I, obviously, cost is probably the main thing. When it was first introduced, I think back in 2005, the idea was to keep people within that Disney bubble. And there was no such thing as Uber or Lyft. So if you wanted to go off site and you were staying at a Disney hotel and you'd flown in, you'd either need to go and hire a car or you'd need to ring up and get a taxi and they were quite expensive. I remember last time I was in Orlando, they had the prices up at Universal written to how much it would be because they had flat fares to go um, to a Disney hotel. And it was, I think it was 45 or $50 one way. So if you're a family of four looking to go up to Universal for the day, you're looking at $100 plus a tip just to get up to Universal. So it was a way of keeping people within that Disney bubble and stopping them from going off to the other theme parks that are around. Yeah, and I'd say yeah, things have changed a lot since uh, 2005. I mean, at the minute, it is still operating. They're not. They're planning to keep the service until the end of 2021. Albeit, they they're not operating the luggage service for people in the US at the minute. So the luggage service is operated by a completely different company. And um, because of COVID, they have withdrawn that service. But the coach service will run to the end of the year. I mean, I suppose it's like, well, why have they announced it now so far in advance? Well, I'm guessing two things. Uh, the contract with Mears is probably coming up to a renewal kind of period. And that the date that they've given when it's going to end is probably the end of the current contract they have with Mears. So they probably had to do it on that date. Saying about Mears, I, mean, I think it's worth saying Disney never operated the service themselves, did they? No. I mean, no, it's all right. branded um, Disney everything. Um, but it's actually Mears who have the contract for running 
all of the on-site or most of the on-site transport at Disney. So if you're getting a taxi from Disney, it's a Mears taxi. And yet all the, those um, Magical Express coaches are all Mears as well. Yeah, if you go down to Bush Gardens and things, that's a Mears transport down there. Basically, if you're doing anything transport related within or the Orlando area, chances are it's probably something to do with Mears, the, sort of the, uh, the transport for Orlando kind of authority, if you like. I suppose the other thing is that they must be getting prepared to put 2022 on sale and they don't want to be taking benefits away from people who have booked. So if you know in advance that you are not going to get your your Magical Express, then you can't complain because you haven't actually made the booking yet. Yeah, so maybe it's a good sign that we are going to see 2022 on sale um, quite soon if they've made this announcement now. Yeah, I mean, that's one positive kind of way of looking at it. The other thing is there is the um, the train that's going to be operating from the airport down to Disney Springs. Now, that's probably not going to be built in time for uh, when this ends at the beginning of 2022, but it is more, a lot more environmentally friendly way of getting people down to the result. Uh, it should also be a lot quicker as well. So the idea would be that you would get on a train from the airport pretty quick train i'd imagine down to disney and then from there you could then go on a a, a shorter coach or you know, disney transportation to your hotel yeah it's just the only thing with that is what you do with all your luggage isn't it yeah the trouble is you're going to be getting onto the coach with all of your luggage now hopefully these would be set up more for people with you know when you go to the the a car park at an airport and it's not a normal coach you get onto. There's loads of spaces for luggage that you can throw your luggage yeah. onto. Hopefully, it's going to be something like that, or even they might even just repurpose all those Mia's Disney Express coaches. They might repurpose those, and they're just going to be on shorter loops around the resort as opposed to doing uh, the, the big loop from the airport uh, to the hotel. So that maybe that's a way of repurposing those co- coaches instead. Well, they could do something like they do at Paris, whereas you're actually checking in you could check in at the airport or at Disney Springs and you're handing over your luggage at that point and then it magically appears in your room a couple of hours later. I think that would be the ideal thing. Probably it would be an extra charge if you wanted to do it or if you were staying maybe at a deluxe hotel, you would get something like that because with everything being done on your phone or on your magic band, you don't really actually have to go into... If you want to go straight into the park, you could dump your luggage at Disney Springs You've got your magic band or whatever you're going to be using, you know, the phone or whatever you're going to be using to get into the park or get into the um, get into your hotel room. And then you can go off to the park. And then by the time you come back, all your luggage is waiting in your room. Yeah. I mean, especially, I mean, you know, a bit different if you've had a long transatlantic flight, but most people are not flying that far to get into Orlando, are they? So if you've had an hour, a couple of hours flight, you probably do want to go straight into the parks rather than go to your hotel. Very true. I remember speaking to um, someone who works at the call centre, but they did say that a lot of the time, most Americans, if they're there for, say, five nights, they only get a four-day ticket because the day they arrive and the day they they leave, they just go to... Um, the, the flights generally are more sort of sociable times, whereas the UK flights obviously go back overnight and they land at sort of about four o'clock. So you miss most of the day you arrive, uh, but you've also got all of the day that you leave. So I'd imagine, you know, you can get people to go to Disney Springs and spend some money in the shops there. If you haven't got luggage and you're in Disney Springs, hey, and we haven't got park tickets for that day, hey, let's go and shop and things like yeah, that. Yeah, enjoy the restaurants, yeah. yeah. Go for some food or maybe go to the pool. You know, if you kept your rucksack and go to the pool. 
hopefully it sounds like a negative thing now, but it's maybe because they couldn't announce a new service. The alternative is they might bring it back in some kind of fashion and just charge for it. Mears did make a statement yesterday after we'd heard from, from Disney saying that, yeah, they're disappointed Disney won't be offering the service anymore, but that they intend to continue offering a transportation service between the airport um, and the theme parks. Yeah, so there's always going to be a way to be able to get to the hotels. Disney aren't going to leave you, or you know, Mia's aren't going to leave you stranded. That's their business, is to transport people around. So you will have things like Uber and Lyft uh, that will come pick you up. It'd be interesting to see because the airport charge um, like a pickup fee for Uber and Lyft. So it'd be interesting to see if they up that or if that's going to suddenly go up a little bit because there's going to be a lot more Uber and Lyft pickups. I know people who have stayed on site who they don't bother using the the Express because they just, oh, I just want to get there as soon as possible. So maybe that's it, is that less people are using it now in comparison? Maybe. I mean, I mean they had the, um, the minivan service, the airport service, but only for a very short period. So I'm not sure what the uptake on that was. Of course, the minivans operating on the resort have also been stopped now too. So again, maybe there'll be some kind of, deluxe service brought back in um i hope so really hope the minivans come back i love them yeah it'd be really nice if they brought it back if you were staying for example in a deluxe hotel or in a suite a lot of hotels not necessarily disney hotels but a lot of hotels around the world offer airport transfers if you're staying in a suite or a club lounge room so maybe it will be something to encourage people to buy those more expensive suites or to upgrade or ones that have got views yeah. or something like that i mean given what's happened over the last 12 months i suppose it's not surprising that uh, they are having to make difficult decisions and and look at cost savings and different ways of doing things so yeah if you're going to be spending a lot of money on these new attractions that are coming then you need to make sure that you can afford them and cost saving is one easy quick way of doing it yeah. And then the, the other big news yesterday um, as well were major changes to extra magic hours. At the moment, there are no extra magic hours. They've been suspended because of COVID. But previously to that, Disney had a system in place. One of the parks would open an hour early every day and up to two hours um, late in the evening. And then they've said that they're permanently discontinuing that. So starting sometime, they haven't said when, but sometime later this year. Yeah, so instead you'd just be able to get into the parks 30 minutes early. So if you kind of even it out and you say, well, I can every day the park opens at 9, I as a on-site guest can get in from 8.30. That's going to give you a half an hour window over the day trippers. It, half an hour doesn't seem enough to me, to be honest, but I can understand it because it's flat. It's every single one across the board. You know that if you go to Animal Kingdom, you can get in half an hour early. And it's the same every day, whereas it is a bit of a, you had to plan everything else in advance. Because what a lot of people would do is they'd book their Fast Pass Pluses based around what days the parks had the extra magic hours for, for the hotels. So maybe it's just to spread out the load and just even it out a little bit by saying, actually, let's not ram Magic Kingdom one day. Um, because that's when extra magic hours are on. Let's put them, let's make it even. And every park has this 30 minute uh, sort of window uh, instead. So I can understand from an operational point of view, but from a guest point of view, uh, the other fact that you could stay in for an extra two hours in the evening. Yeah, see, I never, I never found extra magic hours to be that quiet. I mean, it depends on the time of the year, the morning extra magic hours, unless they were like you could do. 
if the parks open, say, at eight o'clock in the morning, peak time, so extra magic hours were seven in the morning, that would be quite quiet. Not that many people want to be at a theme park at 7am. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. uh, just like, yeah, crazy Brits. But um, but otherwise, I would actively avoid parks with morning extra magic hours because I think it just attracted an awful lot of people to them. Oh, Magic Kingdom's got extra magic hours this morning. We must go to that that park. And you'd find people wouldn't be there when extra magic hours actually started. They might not turn up until after the official opening hours but you just find that park will be so much busier that day because disney were flagging it up as this is the park to, to go to the evening magic hours i will miss though because particularly in um peak season where parks open really late anyway so maybe they're open till 11 p.m and then with extra magic hours they're open to 1 a.m which you know some summer months you, you would get that it's great to be in the parks really late you don't have really little children going on you know Dumbo at midnight and uh, yeah, it's fun you're not going to do that all the time but and some of the part and um, some of the rides late at night Big Thunder Mountain for instance yeah it's really great doing it in the dark isn't it it's different than doing it during the day definitely sort of things like Thunder Mountain and Dumbo and things like that. it's a different experience doing it I think it's just a perceived benefit that people are going to be um, you know, concerned that they're losing. I mean, if you look at, okay, Extra Magic Hours, only on-site guests that are, are getting that perk, but there are so many Disney hotels that it's still an awful lot of people. So it's not necessarily super quiet in the parks at those times anyway. I mean, having it only open half an hour early, like you said, I, I don't know how they're going to manage that. I, mean, I suppose it's like Universal. They're the on-site guests get to... Um, going an hour early but try you half an hour early you've got the off-site guests there at the same time because everybody's turning up earlier than the scheduled opening time we'd always say to yeah. people to get there half an hour 45 minutes before the scheduled opening uh, time and um, so they often open the gates early so I suppose maybe they'll divide it off a bit like they do if you've got a dining reservation and you can get in the parks early there's yeah. just so many turnstiles open for that and um, so maybe half the turnstiles will be for on-site guests they'll be able to check that through you know, your phone or your magic band, um, and then the other half for your offsite guests. You're just going to get a run on it, aren't you? You're just going to get, you know, Animal Kingdom, you want to go on Flights of Passage, you're going to be, uh, you know, near the front of that queue. I can understand Magic Kingdom because the bus transport is in a different location to where the monorail comes in and to where the ferry comes in. You can control that. Uh, and for example, in the morning, you can say that the monorail is only for hotel guests staying at Contemporary and Polynesian Grand Floridian. And then obviously everyone else comes in on the bus and the ferry is just for day trippers or offsite guests. Uh, you, you move everyone coming off of the ferry to one place and don't let them in the park. But then what I used to quite like was that you could, as a day tripper, you could get into the park before it opened and wander around Main Street and then do rope drop. So how's that going to yeah. work? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they do it at Universal. They do. I mean, they hold people back at certain points and check your room key. So, yeah, it is possible, but yeah, I'm just not sure half an hour is is, is, is quite long enough. Uh, one of the big reasons I think that they're, they're doing this is so that they can basically monetize those those early hours and yes. the evenings. I mean, we know they already operate uh, several ways to, to buy extra time in the park. So you've got the Magic Kingdom um, early mornings. You've got access to um, Toy Story Land um, in the studios. So if you're not having an hour of extra magic hours, then you could, you've got that time for guests to, to pay. I mean, I've done both of those and they, they're great. You know, they really are. You can walk on the rides and um, you get your breakfast included. You know, it is if you're happy to pay the money, 
it's a great way to to do those uh, really really popular rides. The other thing is that they can also rent it out or part the park or different sections of the park out to to corporate events as well. Yeah, well, I mean, they've always done that. I mean, I, I you know, know of uh, several companies who've hired out the whole park or just three or four rides in a in a park. I've got the things like the grad nights that they used to do. Yeah, you can have that whole park to yourself if, you, if you've got enough money. Disney like money. If you've got enough money, you can basically do what you want, <laughs> pretty much. So, Like everything, like every uh, like commercial uh, yeah. organisation, I suppose. So, yeah, I have to say, I was a bit, initially a bit, oh, disappointed yesterday, particularly at, about the Magical Express, which I know sounds a bit silly because it's just a coach at the end of the day and it's not the (laughs) quickest way of getting to the resort. But it's just one of those things that you do when you arrive and it's, uh, you know, part of your holiday. Well, maybe the uh, the train will be the new Magical Express and everyone will be really excited to get onto that and see what that's like and uh, how quick and efficient that is. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what other changes that are coming. I mean, things like... um, Fast passes, for instance, at the moment the fast pass system's been withdrawn because the parts are at lower capacity due to COVID. I've always quite liked it that there is a bit of a fair system of three free fast passes for everyone. Okay, if you're an on-site guest, you've got that benefit of being able to book them 60 days before instead of 30 days if you're an off-site guest. Universal, of course, you depending on which hotel you stay in, you're getting those express passes included as free. I, I can see that coming at Disney, unfortunately. Yeah, I think there'd be some kind of thing of, I think Orlando's the only one that doesn't have a paying version of Fastpass mm-hmm. out of all the different international resorts. So, you know, in Paris, you can buy a pack of Fastpasses along with the free ones as well. So I don't think, you know, I don't think if Fastpass came back, when Fastpass comes back, I should say that they won't do the free ones. It will just be that there will be uh, an option to upgrade to either have more hold more at the same time get early access or something on those lines but there should be some extra benefit from staying on site otherwise it will f- drive a lot of people who stay at the value results but actually could go you know what for the same money we can stay off site uh, and get either a bigger hotel or we can save quite a bit of money by staying off site those extra benefits being a bit eroded now uh, and i think that's going to make or break for a few families um so end of the day if disney noticed that a lot of that they're still getting the same amount of people in the park but less are staying on site then maybe they have to bring back these kind of benefits yeah or think of some some more exciting things for us uh, you know they don't stand still which is one of the things we like about them so um yeah maybe there will be some new and different ways of of doing things in the future yeah, we'll just have to wait and sit. We, we can try and speculate and guess as much as we like, but the only people who know are Disney and they probably don't even have fixed plans. At the moment, they're just waiting and seeing like the rest of us really, aren't they? Okay, well, we hope that you enjoyed listening to our special bonus show talking about those changes. We'll be back with our regular episodes um, on Fridays. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. If you'd like to find out more about Fairytale Holidays, then you can visit our website, fairytaleholidays.co.uk. You can find all the links about what we've been talking about in the show notes. Thanks for listening and have a magical day.